When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. We are back on Amazing Business Radio, and I am so excited today because we have Eng Tan, who is the CEO of Simpler, which is a company that defines the way brands are delivering customer experience. He is also an author, and the new book, Experiences Everything, is coming out, and you can get it at Amazon today, or at least order it today. So with that in mind, a couple of quick announcements before we get started, and if you've heard the show, you know what they are. If you've got an amazing story you want to share, jump at me anywhere on social media, reach out, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all of them. If you have a question, then use the hashtag AskShep and I'll either answer the question right there in the social channel. Uh, I might answer it on this show. I might answer it in one of my blogs or I might answer it on my TV show, which is Be Amazing or Go Home. And that can be found on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Prime, and you can now actually get all of the episodes by going to beamazing.tv. That's beamazing.tv. All right, let's jump into our interview today. I mentioned that Ng Tan is the CEO of Simpler, and this company has been involved in the CX space for quite a while, and they have some important ideas and things that we need to learn about. Uh, so with that in mind, Ng, welcome to the show. Jeff, very excited to be with you today. Uh, your, your thought leadership and practical advice in this space is truly serving the CX community. So thank you and it's an thank honor you. To, to chat with you today. Just understand that everything I learn is from people like you. <laughs> You're too and, and that's why I do this show. Everybody thinks he does this show because he likes to promote and all that. No, I do this show because I get to talk to rock stars like you. And I honestly, that's the number one reason. So uh, you are with Simpler, and I know I, I briefly mentioned that you're all about delivering a better customer experience. You want to just do a real quick elaboration on that? Absolutely. We, we help brands uh, transform their customer service operating models from rigid models to very flexible models to meet the, the needs of the now customer, the more demanding always on customer that, uh, that, that, that has tremendous urgency and also very high expectations. Right. And, and by the way, I interviewed Daniel Rodriguez, I don't know, a year ago, it seems. Uh, yes. I lose track during this whole COVID pandemic Absolutely. thing. But that was one of the things he emphasized, that customers want it now. Um, and that's something that's fairly new in the last couple, three years. I do believe it started long before the pandemic, uh, where the expectations were raised a little bit higher with companies like Amazon just making it easier and easier to get what we wanted faster and faster. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, it's been bubbling below the surface for a while. And it's just accelerated by the pandemic. It's accelerated with, the, with going digital. And, and also, you've got a ton of competitors out there. So businesses actually need to see who else they're competing against, and they may not be in their industry 
they may be competing against right. the very best across different yep. industries. And I emphasize that over and over again, that we no longer are compared to direct competitors, but to the best service that's out there from anywhere the, the stakes are raised. And one of the exercises we put our clients through when we do workshops with them is to ask them outside of our industry, who are the companies you love and why? And we take a look at the, the reasons why, and we say, can we incorporate any of those into what we do? Because that takes us out of being best in our own little industry to looking at best in class worldwide against others. And that is a competitive differentiator when you, when you get down to it. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, and you learn new things because different industries have different conditions and competitive dynamics. And, yep. and, and they're not bound by what your industry is held back by. And that's, uh, that's one of the key benefits. All right. So your new book, Experience is Everything. And we're going to be talking about this concept of letting go. I want to talk about neglecting customers. A lot of this content is in that book, but you want to give us a, a sentence or two blurb on, on why everybody should, as soon as they finish this episode, go to Amazon and buy this book. Absolutely. Uh, once again, it goes back to, it goes back to that operating model needing to change in customer service uh, from rigid to flexible. We talk mm -hmm. about how you do that. We provide a roadmap and different progression stages uh, from all our learnings uh, across the industry over the years. And we also talk about how customer neglect is actually a bigger problem than most leaders realize. Yeah, I, I, it's a, the, we think customer neglect is just coming from the front line, but it's actually deeply rooted into an organization when there is true, true neglect. Well, let's jump into this. You have a concept called, I'm, right, I'm looking at it, letting go. And there's different areas of places we need to let go. So let's start there. Um, there's a great, uh, looking at my points here that I want to cover, letting go of customer experience metrics, because not all metrics are good metrics. Yeah, you, you're absolutely right. I think your article on skinflation and the corners being cut uh, in customer service is actually a great way to frame it. Right. Uh, now, by the way, way skimflation, for those that didn't read the article, is that companies don't choose but are being forced to skimp on the quality or the service that they delivered because supply chain issues, um, employee issues and shortages of getting good people. So they are forced to skimp. And I didn't come up with the word skimflation. It came from a PBS podcast, but I just love it. And I've elaborated on it. So we have this, but go ahead, continue on. Absolutely. So you get the unintended consequences of being too narrowly focused on customer service metrics that are perhaps efficiency focused. So uh, I want to go into the topic of letting go of some of the old customer service metrics that may not be doing good things for your business. So uh, you and I know that when specific metrics are used in isolation, they don't tell the full story. Uh, I've seen customer service leaders across brands and companies just hang their hats on one or two quality metrics like customer satisfaction score. You've probably heard that many times or, or average handle time for efficiency. Yep, average handle time, NPS even. Yes, NPS even. And, and I know there's a reboot on NPS because it's been not been implemented properly. Uh, and, and when you're so focused, businesses do not know the full extent of how they are either building customer loyalty or perpetuating neglect. Uh, and a key takeaway is you've got to build a broader picture of leading and lagging indicators. And we would contend that 
conversion rates, repeat purchase rates, and ultimately customer lifetime value are influenced not only by the quality of product and service, but also by how well customer service executes. Yeah. Yes. So lifetime value, I think, is important to always take a look at. uh, And and obviously, you want to increase lifetime value numbers, because if that's increasing, it means your customers are spending more, they're frequently buying more, that type of thing. But what I think you're really getting down to is that you are looking at the behaviors of customers you know, one-time purchases versus repeat purchases versus even customers you would consider loyal because loyal customers might be at a whole nother level than just a a customer that's a repeat uh, customer. And I I know like, what's the difference? Repeat customers, aren't they loyal? No, they are loyal to something that's driving them to come back again and again. But is it the company they're loyal to? Is it the location that they're loyal to? Is it the price that they're loyal to? You want them to be loyal to the company. And that makes price and anything else less relevant. Yes. And, and what you're talking about are, are outcome-based metrics, right? Behaviors that drive outcomes. And, and one of the deficiencies in other metrics, which are largely survey-based, is it can be gained. It can be gained. Yeah. Bias questions. Yes. Bi- bias and, and not questions. even intentionally bias. Uh, abso- absolutely. And we also know that 20, 30% of, uh, of customers respond to surveys. What about the rest of the customers? Yeah. Are they indifferent? Are they the ones that are neglected that just couldn't be bothered? And you're missing that temperature check of that middle of that bell curve uh, that is large and you're fighting for them against your competitors. Yeah. Well, let's jump to another area of letting go. And that is this concept of omni-channel. And uh, for those, for who, whatever reason, if you're listening and you don't, what's omni-channel? And it's all the different ways customers can connect with a company and companies that are, as they say, truly omni-channel, it means that you can get to them anyway. And it means you can talk to them uh, via email, via chat, via phone, and it's a big continuous conversation. Talk to us a little bit about your philosophy of omni-channel. Absolutely. At Simpler, we get a front row seat to many operating models. And, and I see a lot of preconceptions around Omnichannel. And you had an interesting conversation with you, Jets, uh, Baker Johnson. Yes. On Omnichannel. Want to take it one step further because the message that we've got to deliver is, in some cases, less is more. And we're, we, we get inundated with all the marketing from various software providers on omni-channel. They say a customer wants to talk to you on the phone and three hours later, they want to social DM you. And then in the middle of the night, they go on live chat with you. Uh, when this in, interpreted the incorrect way, brand, brands tend to spread themselves too thin across multiple modalities. They don't do it well. They increase the effort level for customers and they frustrate customers. Uh, and, and I truly believe in the paradox of choice. You know, you see that in many consumer packaged goods companies. And, and I believe constraining the options actually reduce decision effort and increase the chances of customer selection and purchase. And, and we believe this applies to customer service and, and omni-channel. Uh, so one of my go-to resources is the Effortless Experience. By, Love uh, the Effortless by, Experience. Yeah, okay. By the Conference Executive Board. Massive study. And they found that customers overwhelmingly will choose ease of resolution over channel choice by a factor of five to one. But doesn't ease of resolution mean I am, if I'm the company, I am providing you a channel of choice? Uh, 
there, there is also an alternative way to think of it. The company could guide you to the channel that they do really well. Exactly. Amen on that. So in other words, train the customer on the best way to get the support. Um, I won't mention the name of the company, but their initials are Salesforce. And uh, they, when I, when I went to buy their CRM and used it in my company, I said, talk to me about how good your customer support is. And they said, well, you can call us. Uh, you might, it might be a small hold. It might be a little while before we get back to you with an answer, but just go on YouTube and type in, how do you do blank with, you know, Salesforce software? And I, I, we made up some question I might have in the future. And I put it in there and like four videos popped up. You know what? That salesperson just trained me where to go first. Exactly. Yeah. And exactly. it's so important. Hey, it's time for us to take a quick break. And when we come back, um, I want to talk a little bit about this customer neglect concept that you have about how customers are being neglected. But I want everybody to remember, we are talking with Ing Tan, who is the CEO of Simpler and the new book, Experience is Everything, is available at Amazon. So don't go away. We're coming right back. Hi, Shep Hyken, your customer service and experience expert. And I'm excited to tell you about my new book, I'll Be Back, How to Get Customers to Come Back Again and Again. Now, this book is packed with idea after idea on how to, just as the title implies, get your customers to come back. In the book, you'll learn that repeat customers aren't always loyal customers. Now, both are great, but there's a big difference. You'll also learn about 10 reasons a customer may stop doing business with you and three reasons you would stop doing business with them. And one of my favorite lessons is a six-step process for creating an I'll Be Back strategy. Of course, there's much, much more. You'll start getting more of your customers to say, I'll be back almost immediately. Just go to www.I'llBeBackBook.com. Com. Again, that's www.I'llBeBackBook.com. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio, talking with Ng Tan, CEO of Simpler and author of Experience is Everything. And uh, we're going to be talking about customer neglect now. So uh, let's jump right into that. And what does that actually mean? Yeah, actually, Shep, love to get into customer neglect. However, could we go back to one of the aspects of, of letting go? Uh, sure. In terms sure. of internal influence. <laughs> the, what, what do we miss? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, this is one of the things that you talk about a lot also. Uh, we often hear in the customer service world, how many agents do you have? It's a very it's a question that's focused on something that's very resource-based and it can be interpreted many ways. If a PL owner is asking it, large agent count actually means a drain on company resources and inflexibility mm. and stranded costs if someone, the company needs to shift strategies on a dime. And, and we believe that this resource-based uh, view of customer service pigeonholes our leaders into into that into the managers of cost center the cost center hamster wheel the yep. recruit train a trip recruit train a trip and and this very much related to that the uh, topic on metrics which also pigeonhole uh, CX leaders love to get your thoughts on uh, on on that topic so you're interviewing me now <laughs> <laughs> hey you've got a wealth of knowledge I appreciate that my thoughts well I mean. I- I think we, 
I have this feeling uh, that it's, it's just something I preach. Customer service doesn't cost. It pays. But you have to look at it the way I think you're asking all of us to look at it is not to be so much resource-based. I actually think that calling the, comp- uh, the part of the company that provides customer service, the customer service department, is the wrong name. Uh, it, to me, customer service is not a department. It's a philosophy. And the people that actually handle customer support issues should be called people who are in support. But even better, I like the idea that they're the revenue generation department, because if they do it right, customers are going to stay longer and buy more. Revenue generator, revenue enhancement, the repeat customer <laughs> department, you know, but there's different ways to look at it. Um, I, you know, and I love the term customer success. Now, customer success means something different to most people in this world. But to me, and by the way, that difference is customer success is about onboarding the customer so that they get the most successful experience out of your product. I believe it is the job of the people who are managing the questions and problems that customers have to create a successful outcome of that interaction, which leads to confidence and trust in the company, which leads into more business. So those are my thoughts. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for asking. No, you're absolutely right. Because one of our, one of our partners uh, is the, the uh, CX leader for the U.S. arm of one of the largest international sporting goods companies, uh, he had to figure out a way to earn the seat at the table in the business. And he spoke the language of the general manager and CFO. Basically, they said, every dollar of customer service investment generates $5 of incremental revenue. That was his, that was his line. And that was- and There the it is, revenue generation, revenue enhancement, you know, whatever you want to call it. Right. Right. And, and with the right vocabulary, the right tracking, the right attribution, you can start shifting that conversation uh, and, and that perception uh, to one of a revenue driver. Yep. Love it. Love it. So letting go of old ways of measuring internal influence, uh, meaning we need to start thinking a different way about the investment that we're making in the customer support into the training, uh, even into maybe paying a little bit more to make sure we get the right people that are going to not only do a great job, but stay with us. Yes, absolutely. So you, you think of it less as how much extra cost per hour you're paying and more about how much extra revenue are we generating here? Because there's a multiply effect on revenue. And right. it's a if, massive if I had one of those bomb buttons where I could push a little button and it would go... That's a big idea right there. If nothing else, if you've heard nothing else so far, figure out exactly what we just talked about is that we need to look at this as a revenue generator and stop looking at it. Oh, it costs us this much. No, it makes us this much. So are we ready to talk about customer neglect? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Now you interview me. Uh, All right. I'm flipping it back to you. Uh, let's talk about how there's many different ways that customers get neglected uh, by the companies. Uh, I think more in the past, and, and there's a number of reasons, you know, go back to that skimflation. Um, maybe we just can't deal with our customers the way we should. And if you've read my articles, one of the things I talk about is find places to cut that aren't going to be so obvious. Early in the pandemic, uh, I was talking to, and I'm going to try to remember, because I told the story a couple of times, but I was talking to an owner of a hotel 
And he couldn't understand why his ratings were tanking more and more. And he says, you know, we have so little occupancy. I've had to let a lot of my housekeeping staff go. And, and I said, you know what? You need to recognize that if your guest comes into a dirty room, it doesn't matter how nice the people are. You can't cut someplace that's going to be noticed by the customer. Uh, so uh, that, that I think part of it is, is neglect, if you will, on, on how we're thinking. Anyway, I digress. Go ahead and share some of your insights. Yeah, absolutely. And, and on neglect, and, and this, this ties it back to what we were talking about. Uh, what are the root causes? Often, I would contend that the root causes are, are really deep-seated in how we think success should be measured in customers' service. It comes down to the metrics. It come down, comes down to the incentives. Uh, when you start putting average handle time targets, on agents, what's the natural result? They're gonna they're gonna rush to get off the phone, right? Oh. And that that hurts the experience. Maybe. Absolutely, yeah. and customer may say they don't care about me. They're not empathizing with me. They're not um, they're not giving me the time that I need. Right, and, and that that's a form of customer neglect. Actually, a massive form. It's a very common form of customer neglect. Uh, another one that's metrics driven too is we're throwing bots at everything these days. And is that bad? Well, it's bad if it's not handled and done irresponsibly. So if the whole intent is deflection, that means you're my customer, but you're not worth enough for me to even engage with you. I'm going to deflect you. Now, that is bad. Yeah. And I think there's a, a balance. I think bots serve their you know, there's a reason for having a bot, which, you know, the automated attendant, the uh, artificial intelligence that's answering questions. But the moment I'm not, if I'm a customer, the moment I'm not getting what I want, there needs to be a quick, easy, seamless way to get to the human. Uh, And the companies that don't make it easy or make it a huge mistake. I go to the grocery store and I go to the self-service checkout line and I pick up a piece of fruit that doesn't have a barcode and I start freaking out. Oh my gosh, how do I scan this, right? And I know, look at the people behind me. They're looking at me going, oh my gosh, he doesn't have a barcode. Now we're going to have to wait longer. There's all this stress that's mounting up. And all I need to do is look around and there's almost always an employee and I go, excuse me, what should I do? And they're over there within a moment. And that's a great metaphor for the way businesses should set up their automated processes, their, you know, artificial intelligence infused bots, if you will, and just make sure there's an easy, seamless way to get to somebody. Absolutely. We call it the human off ramp and, you know, a a, a quick escalation to a human who is empathetic, who can solve your problem and they work in tandem. The humans can train the bots, the bots make the humans better. And that's how it should work. Yeah, yeah. And and the bots will also help deal with some of the automation or some repetitive tasks that can easily yes. be automated. Absolutely. All right. You know, we've got just a, a moment or two more. And I always love to ask the final question. I warned you it would be coming. The final takeaway that you want to share with us, um, if you could say, you know, that's that one extra bit of, of wisdom. I call it the one thing question. What would that be? Thank you, Chef. Uh, it's about the always on and demanding now customer. They are mm-hmm. not going away. And the now CX movement is the future of customer service. So we've got to start making the operating model changes today or risk getting left behind by the market. 
competitors and your customers. Yeah. You want to be the one where customers say they use the word always in front of positive things about you. And one of those words or one of those positive things need to be, you know, they always get back to me quickly. They always have knowledgeable reps to get me the answers that I need right away. That's what customers want. It is a me mentality uh, and it is a quick, I want it now mentality. And the companies that we are, and going back to what you said at the very, very beginning of this interview, there are companies out there that are setting the bar higher, not even in the industries that we're in, but they're creating the perception of this is the way service and experience should be. And by the way, if you're in B2B, you're being compared to retailers. So keep in mind, B2C companies are influencing your customers and what they expect of you. So Engtan, you are a wealth of information. We have been talking to the guru, to the CEO of Simpler, and I, tell you, I can't appreciate you more. This is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. Thank you for being on the show. It's my pleasure. It's a pleasure talking to you, Chef. Oh, it's a pleasure is my mind. So thank you. And also remember everybody, the book is titled Experience is Everything. If you love what we are talking about today, then you will absolutely love this book. So go over to Amazon, pick it up. You'll be glad that you did. And everybody, thank you for tuning in and listening. We'll have another great interview next week. And until that time, this is Chef Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.